Thank God that the series we've been looking at that today will be like capping it. But I want to beg of you not to think that it means we have said everything that needed to be said about that subject. No. It's just for this time, we'll try to round it up on that level. But we continue to open the channels of our spirit as God brings different people and as we also encounter different vessels at different times that God will also be throwing things into our spirit spaces from that particular matter. May that be our portion in the name of Jesus Christ. You know that our larger theme says, occupy until I come. And you know that there is a desire, and it's a good desire of the church, that we understand this occupation not just to be something that will happen when we go to heaven, but that this occupation is here on earth. And that this occupation is the very reason why we are still here even after we have given our lives to Jesus. Sometimes we are tempted to think that we gave our lives to Christ so that we can only go to heaven. And I said, if that was the only thing God had in mind, then immediately you give your life to Christ. He would have killed us so that we can go. But he's not doing that. Why? Because there is an assignment. Jesus gave that parable. He said, a certain noble man went to a far country in Luke chapter 19. If you read it from verse 10, he said, a certain noble man went to a far country to receive a kingdom and to return. And then he called his servants and gave them talents and said unto them, occupy till I come. He went, he left them here to occupy. It's something about this place. So the emphasis we've been looking at was possessing the seven mountains of influence. And we looked at how some of our elders in the Lord were able to see that if you really want to make impact within the social space that we are in, that there are these seven avenues that we must take. It is either we take them or we watch the world take them. And the areas that we, um, the areas that are being um, asked to look into or to cover has to do with media, entertainment, and sports. Media, entertainment, and sports. I believe the Lord also brought other people that God has used to also speak into the other spaces, how we go into them. I will not be repeating some of the things that we have looked at. We have looked at a lot. I will only beg our media department to try to collate them so that anybody that wants to go through them as a string of a teaching, please, the person may be able to do so. But today we want to see how we can just put a little cap on all the things that we have looked at all this while. So I want to beg of you to turn with me to Psalm number 24. Sorry, Psalm 137. Let me start from there. Psalm number 137. Psalm number 137. It says, By the rivers of Babylon, we sat and wept. When we remembered Zion, there on the poplars we hung our harps. For there our captors asked us for songs. Our tormentors demanded songs of joy. They said, sing us one of those songs of Zion. How can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a foreign land? If I forget Jerusalem, may my right hand forget its skill. Let me stop here for the sake of time. This particular passage, I want to believe that we have encountered it at different times and at different places. 
by the rivers of Babylon, it has been a theme for so many songs from the good, the bad, and the ugly. If I ask now, give a song, you remember, by the rivers of Babylon, maybe that's the one you know. The Rastafarians will say, I man, by the rivers of Babylon. Different versions. But can we still come back into the lane to understand what it's all about? That when we talk about our topic, something serious is happening here. That this particular psalm, even though it is put in in the collection of psalms, but it's actually one of the psalms that happened post-exile. And when we are talking about the exile, we are talking about what happened in the days of Jeremiah. Jeremiah warned the people to desist from their wickedness and unrighteousness and turn to the Lord and not to be deceived by the prosperity that appeared to have encapsulated Israel at that time. He told them, the Lord is not happy with you. The people didn't hear Jeremiah. So Jeremiah witnessed the invasion of the land by Babylon. We know the story, we know it's not a story, it happened. We remember those four Hebrew children that were taken into captivity. Hananiah, Michelle, Azariah, and Daniel. We know that was what happened. Then eventually, you, if you read up to your Daniel chapter 9, you remember that Daniel was reading the book of Jeremiah. Daniel read Jeremiah chapter 29, and he saw where the Bible said, 70 years have been determined for Babylon. And after 70 years, I will come back to put you back in your place. And Daniel went and checked the calendar and realized that they had actually spent 70 years in captivity. Daniel cried out to the Lord. And a king, according to the prophecy of Isaiah, again, I put, I put this out to the atheists. Isaiah made a prophecy years, more than two, three hundred years before that captivity. Isaiah started comforting the people who will be in captivity from Isaiah chapter 40. He said, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Proclaim to her that her heart service has been completed. Her sins have been paid for. She has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. He said, the voice will come to your wilderness saying, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. He said, every valley shall be filled up, every mountain and hill shall be brought low, every rough ground shall be made level, and the rugged places a plain. And then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all eyes together shall see it, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Isaiah's prophecy, Isaiah went on to encourage them, you are coming back. And that when you come back at that time, you'll be saying, how will it be possibly saying that I will be with you? I am your God. I will help you. I will uphold you with my right hand of righteousness. Then Isaiah went to chapter 45 and mentioned the person that will help them come back. He said, I will raise my servant, Cyrus. I will use him to open the double-leafed gates. I will go ahead of him to break the gates of bronze and cut asunder the bars of iron. I will give him the treasures of darkness, riches stored in the secret places. Do you know, it was Cyrus, the king after Darius, that heard the petition of Daniel and said, you can go back. Fulfilling Isaiah, the man never knew Isaiah. Isaiah wrote it centuries before the man came. But that was what happened. Because Daniel was reading the book of Jeremiah. Coming back. So when these people came back, under Zerubbabel, and they came with the prophets like Haggai, Malachi, and Zechariah. You remember all those things. 
They were now the ones that wrote this psalm. Reminding us of their exploits in Babylon. And what did they say? By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. And there we wept when we remembered Zion. For those who took us into captivity told us, sing for us one of those your songs of joy. And then we, we told them, oh, we say, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Therefore, we went and hung our guitars. We say it will not happen. That's what we read. Excuse me. To understand this passage, you need, you need to understand. What, what is the rivers of Babylon they're talking about? Which rivers of Babylon? To catch a glimpse of the rivers of Babylon, you go back to Genesis chapter 2. In Genesis chapter 2, the Bible talked about the garden in chapter 2, reading from verse 10 up to 14. He said, verse 10, a river watering the garden flowed from Eden. From there, it was separated into four headwaters. The name of the first was Pison. It winds through the entire land of Havila, where there is gold. The gold of that land is good. Aromatic resin and onyx are also there. The name of the second river is Gihon, which winds through the entire land of Kush, that is Africa. Then he said the name of the third river is Tigris. It runs along the east side of Ashur. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. Four rivers coming out of the main head river. The four rivers watering different parts of the world. That time, the whole landmass was one. Before the earth divided, as the Bible told us in Genesis chapter 12, in the days of Peleg, when the continents drifted apart. If you go to your atlas, you will see that if you actually pull the continents back towards Africa, they fit in. You will see that South America can fit into the bite of Benin. You will see that Madagascar can come in close to South Africa. You can see that the, the, the Mediterranean, if you pull it, it was one landmass. At that time, this river, four rivers, watered the entire place. And the Bible told us that the river Gihon, by its banks, there was gold, very good gold. That the river that watered the land of Cush was also good. Then he talked about these two rivers, the Tigris and the Euphrates. Which one is the Tigris and the Euphrates? We are the water, I want you to know, is the area of the Middle East. These two rivers, we are watering from present-day Turkey, coming through Assyria, flowing through Iraq, until they empty in the Gulf, of, uh, the, 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 in the, Gulf the, the Arabian Gulf. These two rivers go through Babylon. They are the rivers of Babylon. When you talk about the rivers of Babylon, they have the Euphrates on one side, they have the Tigris on the other side. And what do these two rivers signify for them? I want you to know, when you go back into history, the most earliest cultures that have been recorded, earliest civilizations grew around these two rivers. These two rivers are the life wire of ancient Mesopotamia. When you talk about the fertile crescent, it was these two rivers. These two rivers were, they brought out the civilization of the Sumerians, where mathematics started. They brought out the Akkadian culture, where Abraham's family came out from. The most notable culture that came out from here was the Babylonians. The Assyrians and the Babylonians. 
So when you say by the rivers of Babylon, you're talking about Tigris, you're talking about the Euphrates. What are these two rivers to Babylon? Hey, take away these two rivers, there will be no Babylon. What is the Nile to Egypt? That's what you're asking. Take away the Nile, there is no Egypt. What are these two rivers to Babylon? Most of the industries of the Babylonians grow around these two rivers. The water industry there, the block industry there, agricultural industry, different things, different crops grow because the banks of the rivers have alluvial deposits that make them so rich. They grow crops all seasons. These rivers bring wealth to Babylon. You want to be a billionaire in Babylon, find a space near their river bank. You want to get something in Babylon, you need to be around these rivers. The rivers pour out things. Apart from people that even look for precious stones, gold, the Assyrian gold is mined around the rivers. Then you say, ah, ah. so was it by mistake that God sent them into captivity there? Listen to what Jeremiah said when they're going into captivity. Jeremiah was the one that was the chief prophet when they went into captivity. Go to Jeremiah 29 with me. When they went into captivity, Jeremiah wrote to them and said, in case any prophet comes and says, look, I say to you, tomorrow you will go home. Say amen. He said, don't say any amen. No. God said you will stay there. But, you know, we like those kind of things. We are easily mesmerized by those kind of things. I was FCS president, Federal Polybida. And a man, you know, there, there are men of God and men of God. That one was a man of God. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he came. And he told students, collect money, collect money. He said, look, there is an extraordinary anointing here. I say to you that when you finish your exam, you are coming back next time. I see everybody here becoming millionaires. Say amen. They said amen. He said, bring money. Students ran and took money. And then I was wondering if everybody becomes a millionaire. In fact, that is not, it's not just millionaire. He said, as you are coming back next time, everybody will have a car. That was the issue. He said, everybody will have a car. You want to secure your own, say amen. They say amen. He said, bring money. Students took money where they supposed to carry your food. But I had a problem. Already our FCS boss to put fuel is a problem. So if, if everybody now has car, where are we heading to? Where will we park it? Which space? What do we tell rector? Where did they come from? So we went and came back the next time. And I saw students carrying Ghana must go coming. And I was asking, your car, uncle? <laughs> People like those kind of things. When you take yourself away from the word of God, you fall victim to this kind of, of, this kind of use of psychology. Somebody will look at you and say, oh, oh, I can see you have a problem. Who doesn't have a problem? <laughs> when you look at the president of the U.S., can't you see he has problems? Don't let, tell the person by your side, don't fall into their trap. So Jeremiah didn't want them to fall into the trap. Jeremiah wrote to them and he said, this is the text of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders among the exiles and to the priests, the prophets, and all the people Nebuchadnezzar had carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. 
This was after King Jehoiakim and the queen mother, the court officials and the leaders of Judah and Jerusalem, the skilled workers and artisans had gone into exile from Jerusalem. He entrusted the letter to Elasa, son of Shaphan, and to Gemariah, son of Hilkiah, whom Zedekiah, king of Judah, sent to King Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. It said, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Verse 5. Can we read verse 5 together? One, two, go. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Next verse, next verse. Uh-huh. Marry and have sons. Wives, for your sons, give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Seven, one, two, go. Also, seek the, the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to their, to their, to their dreams you, you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. Did you see what God is saying here? God said, I took you into exile. I know the Babylonians worship Madoc. I know they worship Baal. They don't worship Jehovah, but I took you there. I know the Babylonians are wicked. They have the Assyrian wickedness in them. He said, but I took you there. I know the Babylonians don't speak Hebrew. I know they don't sing the Psalms. They don't chant all those things in the law of Moses. But I took you there. You are not there by mistake. You are deliberately positioned by me to be there. Therefore, what did he say? Look at what he said. He said, build houses, plant in that place, sow seed, increase, multiply, prosper, pray for the peace of that land. And when he said pray for the peace of the land, if you go to other versions, it actually said pray for the prosperity. Some versions say walk for it. Walk for the peace of the land. Walk for the prosperity of the place. Because in its prosperity, you shall prosper. The God that is saying this knew he has put two rivers to make the land water. He has put two rivers to make the land prosper. And then he said, I sent you there. Go and prosper in their midst. You are serving Jehovah. You are serving Yahweh. They are not. But go and prosper in their midst because I sent you there. Then rewind it. Our brethren that God sent there with this clear injunction, now got by the rivers of Babylon and they sat down. Others are making money. They sat down. Others are raising things. They sat down. Won't you catch a place for yourself to plant wheat? They say, no. This is a strange land. We are from heaven. And we are going back to heaven. Okay, since you don't want to walk, we know some of you can sing, you have talents. Sing for us, those your songs of joy. They say, no. We will not sing the Lord's song here. In a strange land. 
Excuse me. Did that agree with what Jeremiah said? No. So you're weeping, you're sitting by the rivers of Babylon, you're weeping by the rivers of Babylon, your lamentation by the rivers of Babylon, your hanging of your heart. Where did that get us to? How were you able to impact Babylon for the Lord? Excuse me, brethren. Go and see the distinction. So look at Daniel. Daniel, was he not also there? Did he hang his own harp? Daniel's particular potential was in the academics. Daniel was skilled in mathematics, skilled in literature, skilled in the sciences. Daniel was exceptional. Did he also hide his own in Babylon? No. Daniel blew. So we saw a Daniel who was not serving their God, who was not compromising the values of Jehovah, yet different kings could not do without Daniel. Nebuchadnezzar needed Daniel. Belshazzar needed Daniel. Darius needed Daniel. Cyrus needed Daniel. One Daniel served four presidents. All of them were looking for Daniel. So that Daniel will impact upon their culture. And as Daniel went to impact in that society, did he leave his God behind? No. They changed his name to Belteshazzar, which means, oh, Bel, preserve his life. He refused to bear it. One Hananiah started bearing Shadrach, and uh, Meshach started bearing Meshach, and then uh, Azariah started bearing Abednego, Babylonian names. Daniel refused to bear. If you read Daniel chapter 7, you will see official document of Darius. What did Daniel, Darius say? Oh, Daniel, prince of the Most High, not Belshazzar. So Daniel carried his God into the space. But here we have his colleagues that went, they didn't. And I want you to now teleport yourself to where we are, the 21st century, and we are seeing a repeat. We are seeing the church sitting by the rivers of Babylon and watching unbelievers making the money by the river God created. We are seeing again the church not being active in this matter. Somebody will say, why am I talking about the church? The entire council here today, brethren, is mainly about us, the church. That in Psalm number 110, he said, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. He said, the rod of your strength shall go forth out of Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. He said, in the day of your power, your people shall be willing and you shall have the dew of your youth. Who was he talking about? The church. There is no solution for this world. The valid one is the church. The church is the salt. The church is the light. The church is the way to know the Lord. The church is the one that has the keys of the kingdom. Psalm number 24, we say it, verse 1. The earth is the Lord's. Is that how it ended? What did he say? And its fullness thereof. It has fullness. Fullness in crude oil, fullness in solid minerals, fullness in agricultural produce, fullness. God said, it is the Lord's. And God said, you are my custodian there. You are my steward there. Brethren, we look at our world and then we are wondering, what are we here for? 
Heaven we have not done, so we are still we are useless in heaven. Jesus said, I go to build a mansion for you. He doesn't need your help. Did any of you go to carry cement there? So you have not helped heaven. You are useless to heaven so far. Then here that we are supposed to be active again, we are useless. He gave us a prayer and said, when we pray, we say, our father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come here. Thy will be done here as it is done in heaven. Only the church can do it the way it is done in heaven because only the church knows the God of heaven. He said that is why we are here. You look again, my brethren, and you see, he said, occupy till I come here. You see him telling the church through Peter in Matthew 16, verse 19. He said, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. That whatever you bind in heaven, no, whatever you bind on earth, here, shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose here, shall be loosed in heaven. Our place of assignment is here. So how can you go by the rivers of Babylon and you didn't know your assignment again? How then do we take over? So when we talk about the seven mountains of influence, they are like our rivers of Babylon. We are there. We are not to weep. We are not to hang our hearts. We are to take charge. How do we take charge? Quickly for the sake of time. I will mention five principles which I want to plead with us as individuals and as churches, as a church, to ask ourselves questions how we are engaging in these matters. Number, I used A, B, C, D, E just so that we can remember. Number one, the A that I'm talking about. Appreciate the space. Appreciate the rivers of Babylon. You may have temples of Marduk, temples of Baal, but the rivers of Babylon, if they are there, me and you allowed it. Appreciate that God made that space. So when we talk about the entertainment space, the sports space, the media space, excuse me, it didn't come from hell. Even if they make a software called Satan, excuse me, Satan didn't give it. Satan can take God's thing and rename it. Appreciate the space. You are talking about WhatsApp, Google, Facebook, Instagram, Telegram. Appreciate the space. That this is something the Lord has made. How can I engage in it? Why am I saying appreciate the space? So that we as a church... Please, let us stop demonizing the media space, the sports space, and the entertainment space. They are like the rivers of Babylon. We either take charge there or we allow the ungodly to do so. So when I say appreciate the space, the next thing still under A is acquire a vision for the space. What is God showing you for the space? Daniel was in the court of a hidden king. He had vision of why he was there. When the king has a dream and the conjurers did all the abracadabra, it didn't work. Even if Daniel is on leave, they must go and call him. He has a vision for the space. Young people, you are here. Do you have a vision for the space? Is God laying something in your heart about the media space, the entertainment space, the sports space, I want you to know it is of the Lord. 
You must develop a vision. Without a vision, people perish. Do not wade into that space without a vision. What is God leading in your heart? All we are saying is if God is laying something in your heart, we, the church, we will not dampen it. We will not kill it. Because the space is like the rivers of Babylon. And we must appreciate it. When I'm talking about appreciating the space, excuse me, I don't have time to give you statistics. Nollywood alone, last year, 2022, end of year report of Nollywood, $6.4 billion came in. Nollywood. $6.4 billion in Nollywood. Okay. How many of our Bible-carrying children are there? How much of that money ended within Christian spaces? Projections on Nollywood said, by 2025, Nollywood shall be hitting $15 billion. That is the space. In this passage, we are saying, that is the rivers of Babylon. Our engagement with it, you say, but... I am in the world, yes, but I am not of the world. Correct. That's what Jesus said. He said, no, this world is not our home. Peter even said in chapter 1, we are exiles, strangers in the world. Yes, but before he comes, occupy. He said occupy. So we want to see young people now. Is God laying something in your heart? You know some of us parents... Your daughter or your son will say, what do you want to study? He say, well, mommy, you know, I'm thinking of theater. Hey, blood of Jesus. <laughs> you didn't see doctor. You didn't see nurse. You didn't. <laughs> Brethren, don't demonize the space. We need photographers. We need writers. We need People doing poems. We need people do, entering that space we need. So let us appreciate the space. Let us acquire a vision for the space. B, buy in the space. Let's buy in. These spaces, let us buy in. Spaces that have already been created, let us buy in. When you look at the kind of money that is within those spaces, excuse me, are we part of the value chain? You talk about sports. Ah, two footballers alone, their earning is more than the entire budget of Equa in the whole world. Bring those in diaspora, bring them. It's bigger. Where are they ending up? Imagine that somebody like Ronaldo worships in your church. Offering time, we even say, look, look. Pastor, keep preaching. We don't have time for the offering. Uh, bro Rona, please see us in office. <laughs> when Bro Rona sees you in office, you know, things don't settle. Imagine that. Do you know it's possible? The next person to gas Ronaldo might be here sitting. And he says, Daddy, I love you. But say, hey, that demon, I kill it. <laughs> we must buy into the space. There are spaces already created. We must not walk away. The Babylonians didn't make the river. God made it. They cannot claim nobody can stay there. God made that river. So there are spaces available. There are spaces in the media 
value chain. Our children there. There are spaces in software technology. Our children there. There are people making all the softwares for iPhone. Do you know how much they're making? iPhone for 2020, is it uh, iPhone, is it 15 or 16? That they're already lining up for. They're already lining up for it. Lining up for it. And all the people making little softwares for the thing to work, they are working home smiling. And these are just young people that are into software and they're creative in that space. Brethren, we, what we are saying is let us buy in. How do we go in? We go in first of all, the, the first option as I say is buying in. Develop the skills. Develop your potential in those areas. Is it the sporting area and you find yourself, you are good in it, you like it, excuse me, to buy in. Develop yourself. Do we have football academies that are already operating? Develop your, let's buy in. Let's introduce our children. Do we have platforms for MBA? Do we have local leagues going on and we have our children that we know are good? Let's introduce them. Do we have people that we know that are looking, they are scouting for players? Let's introduce our own. Is there a platform that they are appreciating literary capacity and we have some of our young people posting poems on the youth platform? Let us tell them, do something for that place. Let us buy in. Let us not be spectators by the rivers of Babylon. Number three, that is C, create content. Create content. It is either you buy in into what is already there or you create your own. When God took Adam and put him in the garden, he told him, be fruitful, multiply, have dominion over the earth, the fish of the sea, the animals on the ground, everything I give you. Have dominion. You know, I was surprised Adam was walking away. I expected Adam to go back and say, Baba, do you mean it? Have dominion over these animals. The elephant, a full-grown African elephant, can uproot a small tree. God said, Adam, go and have dominion over him. And Adam was going. A full-grown lion gets to 200 kg. It roars in the desert. You hear it eight kilometers away. God said, Adam, including lion, go and have dominion. A shark in the ocean smells a drop of blood from five kilometers away. Drop it here. Five kilometers, shark will smell it and begin to come. God said, Adam, including shark, have dominion, have dominion. Cheetah, full bust, can do 100 kilometers per hour. Full bust of the cheetah. Pelegron falcon can do 220 kilometers in a swift move. God said, Adam, including that bird, uh -huh, have dominion. And Adam was going. I expected him to say, Baba, how? God wasn't bothered. Why? Because God made Adam in his own image. The seed of creativity was in him. Today, man has caged the lion. Man has caged the cheetah. Man has caged shark for you to watch. Man has caged all these animals. As big and ferocious as they are, there is something we have that they don't have. Creativity that comes from God. 
And I want you to know, with that creativity, do not look down on yourself. Create content. Our young people, don't look down on yourself. I tell my young people, you write a poem, you write a book, you don't let anybody look down on you. You have to start from somewhere. Start from somewhere. Some of the things you are seeing, all the genres in, in entertainment, all the genres in music, I want to, God owns them all. They are of God. Somebody say, you know, Holy Spirit only goes through country music. Only through country music. Only through country music. There are some other country music. You have forgotten the days of, uh, what's that man? Listen to the radio. They don't burn you that time. <laughs> was it not country music? You know what you're singing? Some people say, you know, when you, God is on the move, it has to be, it has to be this kind of pattern. R&B is demon. Rap is a rapping Holy Spirit out. Nalayo. God owns them all. I want you to note, God owns them all. That he expects us to also take those spaces or create content. Are you creating content? What new thing have you brought? What avenue? Something to attract. Something that you can bring out and say, out of my creativity. Brethren, I want you to know it is possible. Israel. They don't believe, many of them don't believe in the New Testament, they don't believe in Jesus, they only believe in the prophets and the writings about Jesus in the, New, in the Old Testament. They believe in Yeshua, but they say he's yet to come. But they believe in Yahweh. They wake up every morning and they say, Hear ye, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. And they believe they are Israel. My name is Justice. They do not say, hear ye, O Justice. No, a young boy will say, hear ye, O Israel. You ask him, what do you mean? He says, sir, I am Israel. There is no other Israel. If I fail, Israel is finished. If I don't create content, Israel has no future. Israel is surrounded by 22 Arab nations. In population, they are bigger than Israel 66 times. In landmass, bigger than Israel, 60 times. Yet, in output, Israel is the only superpower in their midst. A small piece of land like this. And when you have done something that is outstanding, you know you can get a Nobel Prize. Nobel Prize measures creativity in terms of ingenuity, originality. They will give you a Nobel Prize. Israel, in that space, compared to 22 Arab nations, in literature, they hold, in peace, the whole Arab nations have seven Nobel Prizes. Israel has nine. In literature, the whole Arab nations have two Nobel Prizes. Israel has 15. In chemistry, the whole Arab nations, again, have two Nobel Prizes. Israel has 35. In physics, the whole Arab nations have zero Nobel Prize. Israel has 54. In medicine, the whole Arab nations have zero Nobel Prize. Again, Israel has 54 Nobel Prizes in exploits in medicine. And you ask them, what is your secret? They say, hear ye, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. He gives us the power. That's their secret. So they believe anywhere they go, they create content. 
Young people here, Israel created your Intel core of your computer. Israeli child created your USB drive, USB port. It's from Israel. First handset from Israel, Motorola company. Israel made the first handset. Insulin for diabetes from Israel. Pill cam from Israel. Drip system. That is the drip pipe for irrigation. Using the pipe so that the water only drops at the stem of the plant. Israeli agriculture. Israel has done so much. All the Nobel Prizes in the U.S. Israelis have more than 25% of it. Israelis living in the U.S. account for 25% of all U.S. Nobel Prizes. They believe anywhere we are, we create content. And I want you to know what drives them is God. They say we are there because God wants us to create content. But the rivers of Babylon, we shall create. Can I hear you say, my father, I will not be idle by the rivers of Babylon. You are that person, shout a bigger amen. Our young people create content. Don't think anybody will laugh at you. Start, create content. Don't go reinventing the wheel. Somebody say, come, oh, come. Something good has happened in a village. I said, what? And we say, one of our boys has invented helicopter. I said, eh. How? He went to building material and bought pan. Carried one generator. And then just got some iron and put it like that. The angle of tilt of the propeller was not calculated. Nothing. And then they use hand, pull them. Bam! Pull them. Bam! And then the thing starts. Pa, 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 pa. They say, no, could I enter? No, be me. <laughs> no, be me. <laughs> no, be me. No, be me. Don't reinvent the wheel. There are so many things to do. God has so blessed us in Nigeria. God has so blessed us in Africa. Our food, reinvent. Post it. There is a menu you can bring out. Post it. I met a Nigerian, a Nigerian, I think she's from Plateau State here, in the UK. They book her gote. They book her gote. Uh. And some of us are looking down on it. You are looking down on it. Go build the material, arrange the things, and levels go change. You know what I'm saying? Just teleported it there. My elder sister was in Berkeley here. She was plaiting. My mother was plaiting hair. My elder sister also joined to plait hair. My elder sister is in the UK. She finished from the University of Georgia here, and she had, they didn't accept the result at that particular time, and they said she had to start all over again. She did this one at Gangari. This is she has to start all over again. So no school, no job. She was a housewife. One day, her friend came, a Jamaican woman, and as they were talking, the friend said, oh, Tochi, I'm late, I'm late. I need to go. And my sister said, where are you? Every time you're running there, what are you going to do there? And the woman said, to make my hair. To make your hair? How? She described, my sister said, just wait, wait. Just let me see. My sister started doing this thing, and the woman shouted and said, Tochi, you can do this and you are here. She picked phone and said, Tochi is wicked. Tochi can do this thing that is killing us here. As I am talking to you, for my sister to make your hair in London, you book two weeks in advance. The hair that we're looking down on. Create content. There are so many things, so many, so many. So many. Create content. 
When we create content, we can control the space. The reason why we cannot control the space is that we didn't bring any content. What content have we brought in? So you come to the club, you say, no, we must pray before we start. Which new dribble have you brought? Which one have you brought? Create content. When they say, ah, it's you that you are doing, you, are, you become indispensable. They don't like the God of Daniel, but they cannot do without Daniel. I say, may you become that valuable in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. D, discipleship. Go as a disciple. When you go as a disciple, your goal is that you are going there for the Lord. You are going there for the Lord. Jacob was running for his life. He wanted to succeed. He wanted to make it for himself. That was why he jilted his brother, took the birthright. But when God met Jacob at Bethel, what did God do? Three things God has given everybody. But only disciples turned them to him. He saw a dream. He had a dream. A ladder connected heaven to the earth. And when he woke up from the dream, he took the pillow he used, the stone he used for pillow, he turned it to pillar. Then the land, he called it Bethel. Three things that God gave everybody. Your spirit, your stones, your space. Your spirit, your stone, your space. Your spirit, your stone, your space. When you go to the rivers of Babylon, you go with your spirit, but there you find your stones, you find your space. When you go to school outside of the country, you go with your spirit, but as soon as you enter Ukraine or wherever your school is, you look for your stone, you look for your space. God told Joshua, we are so ever the soul of your foot shall tread upon that land I have given you to possess. So when Jacob woke up, he took stone, turned it from pillow to pillar. Before that encounter, he used his stone for pillow. What do stones represent? Resources. Everything here came from a stone. The wood, the iron, everything, silver, gold, diamonds, gas, crude oil, everything. Stones, they come from the ground. God gives you your stones. Some people use their stones for Pillow. What is pillow for? Leisure and pleasure. Because they are not disciples. They destroy themselves. How many of our Christian boys have gone outside, played with international clubs? Today, they are begging in the streets. I watched the CNN documentation on Mike Tyson. They interviewed Mike Tyson. And Mike Tyson, to round up the interview, said something. He said, I want you, everybody, you are watching this thing, I want you to look at me. When you look at me, a broken man trying to fend for his family, would you believe that this man you have seen has handled $250 million? He said, I blew it away. Mark Tyson. He said, $250 million has entered these hands. Today, I am begging for people to pay my house rent. He said, would you believe that? I watched that interview. What was the problem? He was not discipled, so he could not turn his stone to a pillar. He used his stone for pillow. And there are many young people, you are saying all you are thinking is to enter that space for myself. Then I will do this. And many of the entertainers have given us that template. 
So when they are singing, what are they talking about? Your new Ferrari, your new Lamborghini, your Maserati. Your, those are rubbish. Stones to be turned from pillow to pillar. That's discipleship. Then the space. The space was called loose. Jacob said, this space shall be called Bethel. He renamed the space. When God takes you to the place, you rename the space. Then it was remaining Jacob's spirit. Remember that later Jacob said, bless me. I will never let you go unless you bless me. And God said, what is your name? You have done something about your stone. You have done something about your space. You have not done something about your spirit. He said, your name shall not be called Jacob, but Israel. Discipleship gives you your real name, your real face. So anywhere you go, you are not intimidated. You are not mesmerized. Anywhere. Look at your Bible. Song of Solomon chapter 1. Solomon met with 1,000 women. But we don't have one recorded wedding. 1,000 women. They don't jump, enter the room. Until he met this black girl. She was coming from Ethiopia, from Aksum in Ethiopia. She was the princess of Aksum, queen, they call her queen of Sheba. Her name was Mekeda. Solomon wanted her for sex. He loved her. She also liked him. But she said, no, you have to wed me first. You have to marry me properly. How? Send for my brothers. Hey, Solomon sent chariots. Go, quickly, quickly. While the chariots were going to Ethiopia, they had to keep her in the bride's chamber. So she entered that place, and all these other Otapiapia girls that had been sleeping with him, when they saw her, they said, is this the thing shaking our king? Uh, see the thing where they shake our king? See, see this? See the black thing? What did she tell them? Song of Solomon chapter 1, verse 5, she said, I am black, but I am comely. I am black. What she was saying is that I am black but I have character. I am black. My mother trained me well. I am black. I can sweep compound. I am black. I can do me and Kuka and Kerkeshi and Tuo. I am black. I can do your gote for you and Hata. I am black. I can keep a home. I am black, but I have been disciple. That's what she said. She was the one that told young girls, do not awaken love until it is ready. Don't awaken sexual love. She was the one. And I want you to know, she entered that space, changed it, because she renamed it. She knew, I am the one in charge. I create the content. I set the template. I create the tempo. I should not just be following. I should be creating. Others should follow, because I am disciple too. Brethren, how many people have we discipled? People that are going into this. Our discipleship program should be about going into every space for the Lord, for the Lord, for the Lord. I teach our young people, when you come to me and I ask you, what do you want to study in life? And somebody say, I want to be a medical doctor, I want to be this. I normally tell them to add for Jesus. I want to be a medical doctor, add for God. I want to be an engineer, for God. It is very, very important so that that space does not swallow you. The last one. Earn. Earn respect. Earn. Many times, I want you to know, when I'm saying earn respect, whatever content we are creating is going to go into the secular space. Many people, they are not born again. 
So some of us will say, you know, God has told me, God has told me that this book is good. This book is good. They don't want to accept it because they are inside the Oboni. It's not because they are in Oboni. Go and correct the English. <laughs> Go and edit it. Listen to me, brethren. Many of us from the Christian space, when we enter the secular space, we enter shabbily. We are shabby about the things we do. Shoddy about the things. Our preparation is not solid. So the secular space rejects it. Not because they hate, they just hate our God. They, re they reject it because the quality is also not there. Why can't we also do something about it? So whatever you are doing, do it as unto the Lord. Quality, quality. And when I talk about quality, my brethren, earn it. Don't say no. Holy Spirit, I'm praying. When they go for the audition, blind their eyes, blind their eyes. Don't ask God to blind your eyes. Work on yourself. If I am on the panel, I will pray, God, open my eyes. Open my eyes. I will see. <laughs> Work on yourself. Gone are those days. You will go to that kind of place and say, no, I am talented to sing, but uh, this song I want to sing, you people should not mind my voice. Just hear the word. Then stay at home. Stay at home. <laughs> stay at home. Because in the public space, they will mind your voice. Go and do the voice training. Michael Jordan was saying that he spends nothing less than three, four hours every night practicing shots from different angles. While people are sleeping, he says he's practicing shots from different angles, different angles. He enters the field, it's like magic. He didn't sleep. By the rivers of Babylon, let us not sleep. Let us create content and excellence. And then, finally, under the E, let's also enlarge our reach. Enlarge our reach. And I beg of the church to help our youths to enlarge their reach. I was so happy when my kid brother Daniel called me for a podcast. And I, I was so happy for Equa Plateau Church. Many churches, churches don't do that. Enlarge your reach. Enlarge your reach. If I ask some of you here, how many of you have tuned to our podcast and say, hey, pod waiting, then <laughs> get podcast. Repent in Jesus' name. Yeah. We have it here. Enlarge our reach. So the things you know we need to have to reach the world further, the technology, let's talk about it. Let's enlarge our reach. Listen to me as I close. Every gift God gives you is for the generation beyond you. Every talent God gives you is for the space beyond you. That song you have written, God bless you for writing that song. Don't just keep it. Put it on. Put it on for the whole world. Post it somewhere public. Many people may not like it. You may find one person that will like it and say, come over. We have a worship program in the U.S. Come just to minister that song. You say it's not possible. I posted a write-up somewhere. And I was called from the U.S. Somebody saw that right up and said, can you come? We have a youth program and we are going to give you 15 minutes to share on that right up. I said, 15 minutes? For a flight of how much? Let me do it online. They say, no, we want young people to see your face. I said, but you say 15 minutes. They say, yes, I am going to the U.S. for 15 minutes. They say, yes, we are ready to pay the flight. 15 minutes. Put it out there. Your son put it out. Your artwork, put it out. That design, put it out. 
Do not look down on it. Don't say, I have done, but nobody has seen it. Keep it there. God makes everything beautiful at its own time. When the heavens will visit you, let there be there is a content for God to see. When the angels will come for you, let there be that there is a content for God to see. If we begin to take these five things deliberately, our attitude to the space of media, entertainment, and sports will change. And then we may also begin to see our own children being at the forefront of these things. And then begin to change the template of it, change its emphasis, change its tendency, change the inclination, change the proclivities, change the narrative. And we begin to talk about God being in those spaces too for us. I say, may that be our portion in the name of Jesus Christ. Therefore, I say to you, by the rivers of Babylon, don't sit down. By the rivers of Babylon, put your hand in the mud and walk. By the rivers of Babylon, stop crying now. Start prophesying. By the rivers of Babylon, don't hang your guitar. Play it. By the rivers of Babylon, sing for them the Lord's song. They will call you to sing again. You tell them there is gate fee when I will come again. By the rivers of Babylon, get active so that the Babylonians will ask you, how did you do this? And by the rivers of Babylon, you will tell them it is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in my sight. Rise up and let us pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we are grateful. Father, we pray for a young boy, a young girl here that is so discouraged, feeling useless, feeling nothing can come out of this gift and talent you have given them. Oh Lord, let there be a revival of purpose. Let there be a revival of assurance. We pray for us as a church, Equa Plateau Church. We are ahead of many churches in terms of being proactive, creating environment for our young people. Lord, I ask, grant us the grace to do more. Enlarge our capacity in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for parents. I ask, oh God, for wisdom and discernment that is from you. Not to kill the seed that you are the one planting. We ask, oh God, in your mercy, that our young people will be discipled. That they will know you and know that you died for us that we may live for you. So that anywhere they go, they want to do things for you. Knowing that it is you that works in us to will and to do according to your good pleasure. Father, we therefore ask that for us, we shall become a model of people who go into that space to occupy our mountains. Occupying in media, occupying in sports, occupying in entertainment. To the glory of your name, this is our cry. In the name of God the Father, Amen. and of the Son, Amen. and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.